Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the 90s Mixtapes Podcast. I am your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are back again. It's that time of the month, as I like to say, the time when uh, we have to remind everybody that, yes, I am related to someone that did eat (laughs) the fragrant tree bark that was in our grandma's... uh, Candy dish, Lennox candy dish. Is Lennox like, did they make a candy dish? Is that a thing? Am mm-hmm. I making that up? Okay. Yeah. Like crystal Lennox candy dish. Yeah, and they my... made a lot of like, yeah. Shout out my sister, definitely used to eat it. Uh, <laughs> the fragrant bark. It's okay. potpourri, where we talk about whatever. That so, happened this month. In her defense, maybe this was potpourri with like little f- dried fruits in it? No. What it looked like is it looked like, um, it looked like. You know, like a larger wicker basket, how it's like made, how there's like the, like, it's like a woven basket, how it has like those big strands. Like it was big. Like I'm holding my fingers out. It's probably like an inch. They're like inch shavings. It was almost like the size of like Cape Cod potato Yeah, but chips. there was usually like those, those shavings. And then also like She's little older than berries. Me. And there wasn't like, berries. It was just the wood shavings. The that smelled. colored no, thing. Weirdly fragrant wood shavings. You, you used to eat them. So as a result, uh, my grandparents had to put them away and be and remind her not to touch them. It's potpourri. It's that time where we just talk <laughs> about random news stories that we found from this month, or just news in general, from this month in 1993. The 30-year look back, the, the nostalgia podcast for those of us that are old enough to remember. Jen, start me off. Give me a story. What did you find? You got, like, your tongue out like you're Michael Jordan. <laughs> like... Oh, well, speaking of Michael Jordan, mm. I did find that this was the third consecutive year that the Bulls won the the <laughs> the, the, the the NBA Finals. The NBA Championship. Oh, so close. The NBA Championship. And that's the first time a team did you ha- won three straight victories. Did you have a starter jacket? Yes. But it was what is a Giants one, right? New York Giants. It wasn't a Knicks because I'm like, if you had a Knicks starters jacket, like, and you don't know, no, I'd be much cooler if I had a Knicks starter jacket. No, I had a Giants starter jacket. His name was Phil after Phil Sims. Um, How old were you when you had a Giants starter jacket that you named? I'm probably like ten, nine or ten. Okay, it's fair. I named all my jackets, though. My favorite one was Lydia, and it was, like, a very, very white-washed denim jacket. Did you name Lydia after Lydia Deeds from Beetlejuice? Or just you liked the name Lydia? I liked the name. I thought it was cool. Okay. I thought it was, like, a funky, like, cool name. So, like... And this was the most 80s denim jacket. Like, it was, like, whitewashed like crazy. So, when you would go into the closet, would you be like, hold on, Dad, I gotta grab Lydia? Like, would it be like that, or did no one else know you called this jacket Lydia? Oh, no, I would say I gotta go grab Lydia. And everybody knew what you were talking about. I mean, I don't know if I called it Lydia in front of everybody, but my I would say to my dad, I gotta go grab Lydia. Would you ever yell to him? A few select friends maybe knew that her name was Lydia. Would you ever yell to your dad and be like, hey, dad, can you get Lydia? And he immediately, could you get Philip? And he comes out with the starter jacket. Like, was there layers to he this? He just went by Phil. And probably. Okay, he just went by Phil. Because he just went by Phil Sims. Like, you couldn't give him a formal name. Like, you gotta just, just chop his name like that. Just chop the ass right out of his name. His I mean, name he was for... named after Phil Sims. It wasn't like he was Phil Sims. He was a jacket. Okay. Did I... you have a starter jacket? I, I have to change the subject. This is going weird places. I did. It was a Ranger starter jacket. New York Ranger starter jacket. 
What did you name him? The starter jacket that was the New York Rangers. <laughs> was it one of the cool pullover ones with the big pocket in the middle? Um, no. Yes, yes. It that's was what a, they all were, really. Yeah, it was like the I'm pullover asking. with the half set. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what, so our jackets probably looked very similar because they were the same colors. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, that well, yeah. I yeah. once got shit at an Islander game for wearing my giant starter jacket when I was a kid. Yeah, it's gonna be like the red was just a little bit different. I think. I think my, my red I mean, popped sure. a little bit more. I think yours is a little lighter, but I mean, blue is similar. No, I mean, it's red and blue. Red, you know. Yeah, America. It was, it was. It was all part of the New York thing. You could just have all. You can have all the colors. You can be there. Do what I what I wish I had in retrospect was a Mets starter jacket. Yeah. Because the Mets are my favorite team of all teams, as you but know. But if you had an Islanders jacket, you'd be right there, though. Yeah, that would be cool. But I didn't care as much about the Islanders as I did. I mean, I, I was an Islanders fan, but, like, the Mets were always, like, my ride-or-die team. Like, I love them, even though they break your heart. Right now, how much would you pay for a starter jacket? Like, a brand new one. <sighs> I think they're coming back. That's that's why I'm asking. Like, what what is your... See, I say, like, 60 bucks. Like, I know that they're probably more, because I just feel like... It's such a specific thing. Because if you're going to get a real starter jacket, you're just prepping a team. So it's kind of like, can you wear that out to a nice dinner? No, right? Mm-mm. It's kind of So it's really a specific... You can wear it to go to Target. You can wear it to go to, like... You definitely wear it at Walmart. I mean, wherever you want. There's no rules just right there. I uh, mean, you can also wear it at Outback, too, I would assume. Oh. <laughs> um, how much would I... I, I don't know. I haven't... I don't feel like I could confidently wear a starter jacket and feel like fashionable and not crazy right now. Even though I do wear a lot of things that are very 90s-ish, I don't know how I'd feel in the starter jacket. So I have to give it some time. Like if in like a year or so, I feel like, oh yeah, okay, people are really doing this. They, we've gone in, like I could get a retro looking sweet matte starter jacket and feel good in it, then maybe I'd pay 75 75, okay. 100? It's hot, you know? You go to 100? Like, I, I feel I like know, 100 right, is too hot. Right now, no. But I'm okay. saying, you know, I... D- Let's see, because the, the kids might drive the price all the way up with, you know, the retro fashion. But I feel like 100 is a little too high. Because, I, I, like, if it's winter, you can't really wear the starter jacket. It's hard here, too, because we live in a warmer climate. So the, we wouldn't get as much wear out of it here as you would up north. I guess. I but mean, also, like, I don't know. What about, like, have you been thinking about getting a starter jacket? No, I haven't been thinking about getting a starter jacket because I don't know where I'd wear it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, it's not, I don't know where I'd wear it. Would you get a Jets one if you got one? Um. Or a Knicks or a Mets? Uh, it's tough. Because at the end of the day, to get a Jets one, you're then, like, you're leaning into a certain color of green. And sometimes they could be, like, dark green. Versus like a lighter, like kind of that like lighter green. So it could look a little weird. And then like a Nick starter jacket, I feel like that's classy. Like you can do that, but it's tough. That's that's hard wearing a Nick's jacket. Because I mean, the Knicks just really haven't won at all since the 70s. So that, that part's tough. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's always the classy mats. But again, we're, we're not really in a climate that during the season it's going to work out too well. You got maybe two months. And the Mets definitely ain't going to be there in October. So I'd say probably Jets, I guess. Fits the season fall, right? But again, I, I think as, a, as an adult, to rock the Star Jackets, it's a vibe. It's yeah. definitely a vibe. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it would have to really come back in style for me to... I'd have to go all the way back. It'd have to be like like Mr. Perfect attire and you're just rocking the whole windbreaker. The you windbreaker. Got, yeah, the whole, the thing. whole thing. Yeah. Like, like, like that's one thing I, I don't want to come back. The the matching pants. Like the, like, the starter jacket material pants. Like, I don't really want them to be all the way back. Because, like, I feel like dudes in, like, windbreakers, that's a special... Like, that whole outfit, well, the like, track suit, that that's what, a like, uh... Weren't the Adidas pants kind of made out like some of them made out of that material that people used to wear? Yeah, but I feel like the Adidas pants were a little bit like and they had like the snaps on the bottom. Yeah, the snaps they and, and basketball players had those too. But I feel like those warm up pants were just a little bit like um thicker, like thicker material. Maybe like I feel like it was like the starter. I wouldn't be mad if those material. if those Adidas pants came back. It's fair. I'd wear them. And this is the potpourri. I have an Adidas sweatsuit downstairs. It is matching sweatpants and a matching like zip up, and I don't really. Wa- wear it because it's kind of ridiculous but i think i'm gonna start it's like baby blue i was there i I was there when you purchased it yeah um i looked like i mean it's ridiculous but also why not i agree i mean i don't know what else to say but i agree this is potpourri it's it's just we're just here listen that is true. I got a story for you that happened this month. Oh, yeah? Spell kamikaze. Oh, I saw this. Uh, K-A-M-I-K-A-Z-I? Or is that first I and E? Z. E. I'm sorry, you did not spell it correctly. Oh, shoot. Well, I was, so you have like, now lost the spelling that bee. That was like the winning spelling bee word, right? Shout out my man Jeff Hopper, wherever you are, and now he... Hooper. Hooper. Jeff Hooper. He the won. The Hooper. He won the, the spelling he did bee it. June 3rd. He did it. He's probably like our age. Uh, it was probably older. Oh, how old was he? I have no idea. Um, I don't know exactly. I, I, like, say, I didn't Google. Like, I didn't find him to be like, yo, my guy, like, what are you doing right now? Like, what if... What, what if... What if... Like, what if he is in prison and that was like he peaked like that was his moment was to win the spelling bee or vice versa like what if he's like the guy that found like the covid vaccine answer or something like he doesn't want me shouting him out one way or another like we'll just leave you where you are your name is out there i don't need to know what you're up to the hoops so that is probably the only winning spelling bee word that i actually like recognize kamikaze yeah because usually they're words i literally have never heard I mean, it's fair. I'm not gonna lie, it's fair. Right? Yeah. Your turn. Oh, is that what we're doing? We're doing back, back and forth. Back and forth. What do you know about David Galerter? I don't know. Well, he is a professor of computer science at Yale University, and back in 1993, the Unabomber sent him a bomb in the mail. Oh, shit. Was that like the first bomb or just a bomb? It, I believe it was the first bomb. This is why I was kind of reluctant to bring the story up because I didn't actually do enough research about it. But, um. And we've just had a long edit and Jen is going to eventually come back with the answer. (laughs) But we'll just assume that he sent him a, you know, that maybe he was one of the first ones. Does the Unabomber? I see. I feel like the Unabomber gets arrested in the 2000s. He just died. Like, so like he moment. lost some fingers. Oh shit! And apparently, like hearing and like eyesight on one side of his face. That's wild. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why because it definitely had something to do with like 
his, you know, stance on something or, you know, some papers he wrote and Probably. the Unabomber's, like, anti... Uh, whatever. What do you know about box office debuts? <laughs> okay, so that's gone. Uh, nothing. I know. Really, Jurassic not. Park, five hundred and two million dollar box office debut. Oh. We will be watching that movie and talking about it again next week. It's not the one we're deep deep diving. We're gonna deep dive Sleepless in Seattle, which I've never seen, so that should be pretty fun. Yeah, I've only seen it once, and it was a really long time ago. I mean. I'm excited to rewatch it. I, Jurassic Park, I feel like we just saw, so... We did, and I, but I also feel like it's it's a movie you can just have out in the background, so that's why I'm like, I feel like we need to do it, because it did come out, and it is one of the biggest movies, and I just do want to check out some of the 90s tech that they're trying to sell me as stuff that works now. I think we had a whole discussion about how uh, the DNA part was just fugazi, and the, and the dinosaurs themselves, we know now, at least 30 years after the movie came out, that... Uh, they probably had fucking feathers. So that part of it's a little dice. Yeah, that part's a little dice. But honestly, the DNA in amber in a mosquito part is actually, like... I get that it's not real science. But it's not really that bad. You know what I mean? I like, just don't understand the part, like... And, you know, again... It is what it is, because it's junk science from a sci-fi book that became a movie. I don't understand the part where they're like, whoa. So we're able to extract from the mosquito and amber, like, the blood of the dinosaurs, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not able to get all the blood from the dinosaurs, so we got to fill it in with, like, frog DNA. I'm like... Well, because I think that they're really probably very close. Well, that's what they claim, but I'm like, that's not, like... Because then, like, we're splicing... Like, we don't splice, like, people with, like, chimpanzees, right? Like, we don't do that. I mean, not that we know of. Orangutans. We're not, like, making human hybrids. Like, it's not the island of Dr. Moreau. But I guess, you know, it's a sci-fi, so I guess you can kind of make it like that. Because that was the one thing I was kind of like, that's a little sus. Where you're like, oh, we ran out of stuff. Also, if if dinosaurs evolved into birds, then that wouldn't make sense either. I don't know. I'm not a dinosaurologist. Well, yeah, no, 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 I know. I'm not a, that, that's why it's... I'm a, not a television, uh, junk, I'm not a movie junk scientologist, scienceologist. So what you're trying to tell me is you're not a Scientologist. <clears throat> Definitely not a Scientologist. Okay. Not a Scientologist. I'm just out here trying to make sense of the idea that we're going to pull shit out of amber and then just plug in frog DNA and then we're going to get dinosaurs that mate. Also, the idea that like they're like, oh, T-Rex couldn't see, but then... then like, two movies later, they're like, now nah, the motherfucker can see. I'm like, okay. Don't could, get it. Could they see? So, like, th- the whole point was that, like, they could only see movement. That's what they claimed, like, in the first part, like, in the first movie. They're like, they only see if you move. So if you stand oh, still, that's he right, can't that's get right, you. That's right. Like, don't move, even though he's fucking screaming at you and he's going to eat you. Yeah. Which makes for terrifying cinema and a book. Did you ever read that book? Yes, actually, I did. So did I. Fucking terrifying. Makes for a terrifying book and cinema. But did you read the book before or after the movie? Before. Oh, you did? My mom made me read the book at 10 years old before I saw the movie. I read the book right after I saw the movie, I think. And when I say made, I literally mean my mom was like, go read that book. The book is so gory. Yeah, you know, let me ask you this too. Again, potpourri, safe space. We're talking about Jurassic Park. Like when you read books, like when you were younger... Did you just, like, make up meanings for words that you didn't know what they were? Because I did. I can't specifically think of words, but I know, like, when I'm reading a book, I just didn't know what the words... Like, I, at this point, when I read this book, I was 10. 
Now, my mom is a voracious reader, and she didn't care. It was like, yo, you could read books. Like, she didn't care. Obviously, she wouldn't be like, yo, here's porn. But, like, I feel like I read a Tom Clancy book at, like, 12. No, I mean, I read books. I, I wasn't the same. I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I read, like, yeah. Stephen King when I was, like, 10 and 11, too. Mm, I read like, Carrie I read, like, when I was, shit. like, I read, I read Flowers in the Attic when I was, like, 10. Hmm. That is not recommended. No. I remember Flowers for Algernon. Speaking of Flowers in the Attic, remember that one? That's sad. That's a yeah. sad-ass fucking book. Well, Flowers in the Attic is a, it's a wake-up call to a 10-year-old. Jurassic Park was a wake-up call, too, because it was fucking terrifying. There's some crazy incest stuff going on in Flowers in the Attic, though. And, mm. like, um, what is that thing where you, you make people sick? Shit. What is that called? Oh, uh, Munchausen syndrome? Yeah, Munchausen by proxy. Because Munchausen is when you make yourself sick okay. to get sympathy, but by proxy is when you make someone else sick to get the sympathy. Gotcha. Like your child. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm good with not seeing that. So you're basically like describing the plot of what's that show that we watched with like Amy Adams on HBO? Do you know about like what the story of Flowers in the Attic is? I do not. Okay, I'll just give that really quick because that has nothing to do with anything right now. But it's four siblings. I'm pretty sure there's two twins... And then two, oh, whatever. There's four, two girls, two boys, si- siblings. I'm pretty sure. And they're all like, I'm pretty sure they're all like super blondes. Or, I don't know why that matters. And they all are for some reason at their grandparents' house because their mom is taking care of their, I, for some reason they have to be at their grandparents' house and their grandma locks them up in the attic. And like, Not great. Yeah. Because she says that they're spoiled. I forget the reasons. I mean, this was a long time ago, but basically locks them in the attic. And just gives them very little food, and the kids are trying to get out, and the mom can't get to them, and it's, like, horrible. And then they, like, do some sex things, even though they're siblings. I'm pretty sure one dies. I'm telling you, it is, like, there's the two older ones, not all of them, but, like, the two older, like, teenagers. Yeah. Like, full stop. I I don't... I was, like, 10 or 11 when I read this. Full stop. I don't want to hear any more of this. Well, that's all I remember, so that's all you get. But I'm pretty sure there was, like, one... I'm pretty sure there was, like, death involved. It was wild. And who made you read this? Oh, nobody read it. I found it in my mom's room and I read it. I took it. Oh, well, okay. I mean, my mom just gave me the copy of Jurassic Park. Jurassic to read. Park, I was given. Yeah, um, it was. Or, or I took it from the library. I, I think didn't I didn't own it. it. So. I didn't steal it. It was in my house, so I read it. I didn't steal it. Crazy incest Munchausen books are in your house? A Flowers in the Attic is like a movie. Like, that's like a real story about, like. That's a true story? No, but it's a book and it's a movie that people read and people watch the movie. It's not like it's something that is like some weird thing. It's the Fugitive was like a TV show and a movie and it's probably a book too or some shit, but it doesn't mean like, you know, it was that, that, that shit is wild. You just described a fucking disturbing story to me. It's a, it's, well, it's like a horror book. Yeah. It's, it's like a horror book. I also read Carrie. I mean, that's pretty but horrific what, too. But it's horrifying because you just described like a grandparent locking the kids up to do incest. Mm-hmm. Like that is horrible. No, 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 no. So the incest was, okay. The grandparent had nothing to do with that. That was just the two older siblings. Because they were locked up together for, like, I don't know how, like, a, a stupid amount of time and, like, whatever. But that the grandma had nothing to do with that actual part of it. Okay. I'm disturbed by all the conversations. As you, you should be. Jurassic Park debuted $502 million. This yes, month. read the book. Very, very gory. Good book, though. Better book than movie. I mean, I enjoyed both. The waterfall but... scene that never made it into the movie is like the best when the T-Rex is chasing him at the waterfall. Oh, I don't remember specifics. I will tell you, though, I don't know if I would have read the book without the movie making me interested in it. Same thing with like 
the Anne Rice books. You know, I saw Interview with the Vampire and then I had to read all the books. <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. Listen. I know. You love that. We, we watch it whenever you can find it. You're like, oh, AMC, let's watch this. You just like the <laughs> genuflect to the altar of that movie. What else you got for me? Have you heard of a happy little couple? Mr. and Mrs. John and Lorena Bobbitt. I have. Have you? When you say happy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they were happy. Maybe on their wedding day. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't think of happy. I think of a man that will one day go on to be in adult films as well as professional wrestling. Strictly because mm-hmm. of the loss of uh, a part of his body. Do you mean the, the two adult films, John Wayne, Bop It, Uncut, and also Frankenpenis? I think both of them are aptly titled. <laughs> I think low-hanging fruit, right? And I think the only the only one that's better was just, uh, you know, the only title that's better is One Night in China, which is just well, also on the nose, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're gone, please. <coughs> what about, have you ever heard anything, um, any of his music from his band? No, and I don't need to. I'll full stop like that, no. Do you want to know what the band he formed after this incident was called? John Wayne and the Little Bobbits. The Severed Parts. Ooh. And he formed this band to try and generate money to pay his medical and legal bills. Okay, that's fair. What do you know about this story? As far as I know, again, I I could be wrong. There may have been some domestic altercations prior to a domestic altercation that resulted in Lorena Bobbitt deciding that enough was enough and it was time for a change. And she chopped off his penis then took said penis and said, well, this is the evidence. I'm out. And drove down the highway or down the street or whatever and threw the penis into a field. Now, it could have been a field of clovers. I don't know. It could have been sunflowers. could have been whatever. But the penis was thrown from the vehicle only to be recovered later by someone. At some point. Mm-hmm. And I believe they were actually able to reattach the penis. Now, the <laughs> specifics of if it was a whole package or not, I would imagine it was not. Only because I just feel like if you chop off somebody's balls, they might die. Unless it's like corduroids. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would say that. Um, yeah, so I'm it, thinking. It specifically says his penis. I'm thinking it was just his penis. Um, and then she went to jail, I think, for that because I don't think you can do that. Like that's, I don't think that's cool. Um, I don't know. Just a thought. So, am I wrong? Did I get that story right? So, although I will say, I always get like off the right, right out the shoot, like right out the gate. I always get it confused for like three seconds with Amy Fisher. Every time. Every fucking time. Me too. Time. And I think it's because these time. two things happened so close together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Amy Fisher happened on Long Island, right? So she was the Long Island Lolita. Amy Fisher happened on Long Island. And did he happen in Jersey or some shit? Manassas, Virginia. Manasses, Virginia. Okay, fair. Manassas. I was going to be like, both of them are Northeast stories. Right. 
or or both of them are stories on the East Coast, right? So like I don't know if you're in California, you probably heard about the weird story of the you know the wife chopping off her off her husband's penis, right? You probably heard that story because everybody kind of heard that story. It's like almost like a National Enquirer story, except not where you're like, no, that really well, did happen. Because it's such an insane story. But if you were on Long Island, I don't know how many people heard the Amy Fisher thing. But no, the, people heard that. That. But that was, like, blasted on the news. It was like that. Remember I told you when we had, like, last year when we were talking about Spaceplex, which was, like, a Long Island fucking local That's attraction. Right. Everybody had local attractions, and it was, like, there was Katie Beers or somebody, and, like, her uncle kidnapped her, but, yes. like, that made local news. Katie but when, it, when these things are on, like, the, the local news, and then they blow up nationally, you really, like, remember them. So, like, that's why this thing with the fucking Lorraine and Bobbitt, like, because it blew up. Like, it was a fucking Long Island story. And it's hard to know. I, it was a, it was a, a Virginia story, like, that just blew up nationally. Yeah. So, I remembered it, but then I got it mixed with that other one. I, I did, too, the but they, they were very close together. It's hard to know, too, um, <coughs> especially when you're younger, but even as an adult, sometimes how big local news is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what you're saying. But, um, yeah, I would say I would give you a 9 out of 10 for your recollection of the story. What did I miss? Um, you didn't really miss, well, she was not arrested. She Hmm. was let off on a pleas of insanity, but there's also like, he is apparently the biggest prick in the world. Allegedly. Are you talking about the size of his penis? Or are you talking about him as a Him as a human being. Okay, I want to make sure I had that right. Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but now I'm very curious. Um, no, like, okay, so I guess to, human. I'm like, are you, are you, are you no, saying no, 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 no. this was a giant phallus that was thrown out the window? No, apparently, like he like raped her that night and would like rape her all the time, would cheat on her and tell her about it, um, forced her to have an abortion, like basically just was horribly emotionally and physically abusive to her during their whole marriage. Um, so because of all that and all he put her through, she got off, um, and pleaded insanity because she just snapped, which I think she really did just snap. I believe that. But how they got his penis out of the field was because she was driving and holding the penis and realized that she needed both hands to drive, so she threw it out the window and then went and called the cops immediately, told them what happened and where it was so they could get it to try and reattach it. Look, if you're the cop... So she did have the mindset to be like, well, maybe this guy wants this someday, I don't know. Like, if you're the cop and you get that call... <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're looking for a penis in the field. Like, it's just... it's it's unbel- It's one of those stories that's unbelievable, but also, like, I guess... In, in the re- even in the realm of things, it's like you know people do lose fingers, right? They chop off fingers or toes, and I think people like lose limbs. Like you do lose limbs. I'm sure that's probably one of every a hundred thousand calls that these people might go on, right? So you're not gonna go on probably a hundred thousand calls in a career. Like might be like one in a career you go on a weird thing like that. Oh shit, this person chopped off their finger. Like that is just insane. It's probably like, even I'm looking less for than, a penis. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe one in a hundred thousand is probably. Yeah. yeah. No, this looking for a penis in a field, right? But they were able to get it and reattach it. Would you like to hear about uh, John's life and all the shenanigans he got himself into after the incident? Well, he was part of uh, the Severed Cock Club, right? Severed Parts. Severed, severed Parts. parts. He, I know he was in wrestling because I remember he came on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, he uh, was brought yeah, was important. on by Val Venus. It says mm-hmm. right here, Monday mm-hmm. Night Raw on August 10th, 1998. 
he had a stint as a wedding chapel minister at a local church called Universal Life Church, where he lived. He was a limo driver, a mover, a pizza delivery driver, a tow truck operator, bartender. He um, got was charged with striking his fiancée, who was an exotic dancer in Las Vegas in 1994. So this happened in 93. In 94, he was already engaged and beating a new woman. Um, he went on probation in 1999 for theft in a store in Nevada, and in 2003, he was sentenced to prison for violating his probation for that said theft. Uh, in 2004, he filed for divorce using a fake name that he was using with his marriage to a new woman who, yeah, so he married a woman under the name John W. Farrell and Farrell and but then got divorced under a fake name, and then he was severely injured and broke his neck. If we had a in camera, if we had a camera on right now, like the look that I just gave you when you said you married another woman with a fake name, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Maybe because the the name Bobbitt's pretty recognizable. Yeah, but so. like, I don't understand why you have to be married to like I also multiple different people. Tell that you this: like, if wow. I saw this man on the street, I wouldn't know who it was. Like, he's not like recognizable he, to he, me i feel like he just kind of looks like a plain joe is that a thing people say i don't know i just said it plain john maybe a plain, dear john a plain yeah plain john you know so like i don't I, but the name bobbit i've never heard that name before and i feel like that name to me is only used to talk about cutting someone's penis off right it's now it it's a actually verb. a verb it's a verb it's a yeah. verb it's a verb if you fuck around you might get bobbited yeah. You could get bobbited. And I mean... You definitely could. Um, yeah. So, apparently they they appeared together in 2009 on a episode of The Insider. And John claimed he still loved Lorena and sends her flowers and Valentine's cards every Valentine's Day. So, that was in 2009. I hope that that practice has stopped. Just for Just for the world. Yeah. Sure. Oh, this is a fun little thing. Shortly after the incident, episodes of Bobbit Mania or Copycat Crimes were reported, although the incidents were generally self-inflicted wounds or accidents. What? The names of John and Lorena Bobbit eventually became synonymous with penis removal. The terms Bobbitized Punishment and Bobbit Procedure gained social recognition. So there you go. Damn. 90s were wild, man. Yeah, the Bobbits. I wonder what they're up to today. I don't need to know. Uh, But uh, yeah, so he's kind of like a piece of shit, you know. But it did bring attention, um, attention to... Battered woman? Yeah, she started a foundation about like uh, sexual abuse in marriages, you know, which is something that I, you know, I feel like there was this 1950s attitude that, you know, once you're married, like, it don't count. So... That's what I got for you. What do you know <laughs> about Hulkamania? I know that shit ended on June 13th, 1993. It's true. Hulk Hogan lost. He lost the belt and wouldn't appear again until the 2000s. Yeah. On WWF programming. I have to say, as a child that grew up barely knowing anything about Hulk Hogan, he was not uh, my wrestling icon. So. Yeah. This is fair. This is when it ended. Right. 
as people a little bit older than us or our age with older siblings who were into wrestling probably could have been on the Hulkamania train. But I feel like we just missed it. Ride or die for Bret Hart in the <laughs> 90s. Let's go. Bret and Stone Cold. That's me. I know you're just a Shawn Michaels girl. And, uh, of course, you do love The Undertaker as well. You're wearing oh. an Undertaker streak versus career shirt right now as we record this. Listen, oh, shout I, out the only shirt I owned in the 90s was a Bret Hart shirt. So It's true. Say what you will about me. Your turn. <laughs> My <laughs> turn again. That's it. That I gave that you the big story. I gave you the big one. I feel like there's one more story we got to mention that happened. RBG. What? Yeah, yeah. So RBG was nominated by Bill Clinton in a big Rose Garden ceremony to become a Supreme Court justice. And she made it all the way until, which passed away in 2019, it must have been. Because Trump appointed that person. So 2019. Yeah. Good run. That was a bummer. That was a sad bummer. That was. She really, uh, especially at the end of her life, really became like a kind of living uh, Mm -hmm. cultural icon there. Which is uh, pretty fun. Pretty fun thing. Watching her work out and stuff was oh, fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just keeping it fit. I do think that, uh, <laughs> you know, not to get political, but need to. Because of all the mm-hmm. things that are going on. And including with her passing, like, it's got to be some term limits. It's got to be something there with those justices. But who knows? They're there for life, you know? Yeah. Jen, you've said a lot. Um, you have anything more you got to hit me with? I feel like we have to revisit I feel like I have to revisit this uh, this Unabomber thing. Because this is a big deal. Right? It's a big deal. Okay. So not only did the Unabomber bomb Yale University in okay. Connecticut and get David Gallertner, this computer science professor, he got severe burns and scrapnel wounds, damage, damage to his right eye, loss and of use of his right hand. Also bombed Charles Epstein, who was a geneticist in California. No relation to... I don't think so. (laughs) We're going to say unknown. Uh, This guy got severe damage to both eardrums with partial hearing loss, and he lost three fingers. So I kind of just needed to clarify that I got that wrong. These are actually two separate bombings. One was on June 22nd, and then Yale University was June 24th, both in 1993. Um, you know, not great. That whole thing was wild. I, th- I think that's the first time when they got, like, that I heard of the term manifesto. Yeah. As a I, kid. Like, the first time I heard of manifesto, they are like, the Unabomber's manifesto. And it's like, you couldn't read it because they didn't, like, publish it. Or maybe, like, someone published it at some point, but the internet didn't exist. Not that, like... I don't know, like as a kid, you hear the word manifesto, and then they're like, it's the ramblings of a madman, his manifesto. And like, doesn't that pique your interest to be like, what was he actually fucking talking about? Yeah. But I know that uh, when, when they did eventually, he just passed away, I think, like last week or last month. I like, literally like, last month, like in yeah, prison. Recent. Well, here, I could tell you right now because I have his Wikipedia page open. Also, shout out Wikipedia because that's where we're getting a lot of his information. So. Don't quote us on it, because you can't use Wikipedia as a source. Says who? No, you can use... It's actually a really good starting point, and I remember I had a college professor that was like, no, you can't use Wikipedia as a source, but you go to Wikipedia, and they list all these wonderful sources on the bottom, and then you can 
use them to find more information, right? Like you can then, it's a good starting point. I don't even know how to be a college student right now. I don't even know how to do it. Cause I just know that on something like this, if I was going to write some sort of report on him, I'd have to go to the library and get a book. And then I have to tell the professor what fucking book I used. And then they may or may not double check to make sure I didn't plagiarize that book. They probably just copy and paste your paper into Google to see if you copied it from anywhere. Or not Google, but you know what I mean? Some sort of database. That's what they do. Because I remember when I... So I... Disclosure here. Full disclosure. I went back to school. I didn't graduate on time like I should have. I went back when I was a little bit older. And some of my classes were like... I took one class that the final you had to submit your paper online because she would put it through like a, you just eat, you know, you put it through whatever it would. They like, would like some sort of chat thing, like not, not chat, but like something that would like check everything. Yeah. Some kind of forum where like it, then it would, they would do whatever to these papers to make sure you weren't plagiarizing basically. Um, so that was a few years ago at this point, maybe 10 years ago. So now it's, um, I'm sure much more sophisticated. But yeah, he died June 10th. So he died a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to make him. Very recent. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he was there. Yeah, they, they brought him up there. I think at some point during COVID or something, they transferred him from wherever he I think he was in, like, I, I want to say Leavenworth, but I don't know. He was somewhere, and they moved him there, I think, due to health reasons. And didn't we also talk about how. didn't Wasn't he involved somehow with Waco? Didn't we talk about that? Or we went through the whole Waco thing? You are thinking of the other guy. I don't think the Unabomber was involved with Waco. You are thinking of... Oh, boy. Here I go. The Oklahoma City bomber, Timothy McVeigh. Oh, yes. I was thinking of Timothy McVeigh. This is that Ted guy. Kaczynski. And then when we okay. watched a couple different documentaries, like, they had Timothy McVeigh. Like, they had him, like, they showed <laughs> right. him, like, at one point, like, selling... Sh- bumper stickers or something out, out by Waco. He was involved in Waco. Getting my bombers confused. But anyway, yeah, just thought I'd uh, clarify. And yeah, that, that professor did lose his eyesight, his hearing, and three fingers. And the other guy, Charles Epstein, just lost lost three fingers, too. Not great. Um, just thought I'd... Uh... Boop. <laughs> so, let's do a short recap. We discussed starter jackets. I think a good price point is $75. $79.99. If I give you a crisp $100 bill, I expect a starter jacket. Fair? Yeah, I mean, I could see it being like $110, though. I could. Good. I'm just saying me, you know? Yeah. We did starter jackets. We did starter jackets. You lost a spelling bee. I did. After, and I will tell you, I saw that that was the winning word, and I'm like, I think I could spell that word. So after seeing the word, thinking I knew how to spell it, I still spelled it wrong, so... Fair. You were infatuated with the idea of chopping up a penis and hold and being unable to drive. With, um, I like, wasn't. Can, you can't like put it on the side seat. I was not infatuated by the idea. How do I you just, just chop it? Realize. Just run out with it, though. Like just leave it. I don't even know. Doesn't make sense. The she took because she probably actually snapped and lost sense of her brain functions. You know what I mean? Because she threw it and then said, shit, I need to tell them where it is so they can reattach it. So, like, she wasn't like, fuck this guy. Because, honestly, if you really, like, are like, fuck this guy, you're going to never tell anybody where that penis is. You're going to run it over. You're going to light, light that shit on fire. I don't know. It's it's not on his body anymore. You know what I mean? So she went out of the way to, like, the whole story is insane. I See, I didn't realize 
just to go back into it for a second, I thought he like cheated on her. I didn't realize that it was like an abuse thing. Yeah, I knew it was like an abuse thing because I, uh, I, I like, I remember that like she got in trouble, but then like didn't get in like trouble. And then I, I yeah, remember like because that, that's why I got like con- like confused with Amy Fisher because I feel like Amy Fisher also got in trouble, but kind of didn't get in trouble. But Amy right? Fisher was. Seventeen-year-old that was disillusioned. This that, is a yeah. woman that was being abused and mistreated. Yeah, right. Yeah. But wasn't the seventeen? Wasn't wasn't the thing with Amy Fisher too? Like, wasn't she getting gaslit by the dude? She was getting gaslit. Like, wasn't she with the dude? Wasn't he with a seventeen-year-old like cheating on his wife? I could be wrong. No, no. I think you're absolutely right. That's what was happening, and he was like probably Mary like, "I'm gonna leave my wife for you," and blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it's, and she's a kid, she's a, a teenager, her brain is not fully formed, and, you know... Yeah, yeah, probably... I'm, not, I'm not excusing him, I'm just no, saying, I thought no, that no. was, like, a thing, too, so that then, is like, a she thing, pleaded, but it's... like, insanity, too. But I, I feel like it's hard to, to compare being, uh, listen, I'm not saying I'm it's not cool, it's really fucked up, being gaslit with being legitimately abused by I'm... the one person who's supposed to love you, like, that's... I'm saying between my 10 and 15-year-old brain without access mm-hmm. to the internet. This is how I'm remembering these stories. I get them confused, too, and I think it's wild that they happen months apart because... Well, then the trials would have been similar. Because then, then I get similar all this, times. then then mm-hmm. I get, like, the big trials of the 90s. I, I Those two trials, because I remember those. OJ, obviously, was, like, the crown jewel of fucking... That's 95, right? And they, they announced a verdict in my fucking school. It was insane. Mine I'll too. never forget it. Over the PA loudspeakers. Like, I'll never forget it. I was like, why were you doing this? I remember this? this one kid. It was in... I, I, this one kid in my class was just hellbent on the fact that he was like, he didn't do it. He didn't do it, and you're all wrong. Like, he was so ride or die for OJ. Like, it was wild. And he was, like, one of the real popular kids, too. This was, was This was my thought, okay? So take it for what it's worth. After seeing Jurassic Park, this was my thought. Well, if his DNA is there, maybe it's his son. Because they would have like half the same DNA. Because that's how little I understood DNA at 12 years old. But they didn't understand DNA back in the 90s, did they? Yes. The problem was is that they did such a terrible job communicating it to people to be like, this is what the odds are would be like, whatever. Like the whole point of that trial was just it was a fucking shit show. It was just a fucking shit show. Right, 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 right. That like... they just let it get like get derailed like trying like i think they tried to explain dna to people in a way that was like dna it's so funny because they like try to explain dna to, to like regular jurors in such a way that i think just went over their head like being too scientific but then because of that because I'm, I'm i would say this with i think i think it would be an authority here when i say this because of how that went down that gave rise to like the forensic science shows and people being interested. And then they just made DNA be like so ridiculous, like in CSI, that every fucking case, like the dude jizzed in the corner. And they're like, we have DNA. Because <laughs> yes. the cops are like, we don't like always have DNA, right? Like we don't have, like that's not a thing in every single thing. So then I think like people were more like, well, where's the DNA, right? Right. Where's the DNA? Because every time and in one hour we get this shit from, you know, right. we get this shit all done. Fucking <laughs> Gibbs and every and, and the team solve all these crimes in fucking Vegas. Like, it's perfect. Gibbs. One hour we get everything together. It was not Gibbs. Who the fuck was it? Grissom, right? Grissom. Grissom. Yep. It's Grissom. And they're that just was like, my yo. favorite of the um, 
Well, it was the best of one. Of those types of shows, yeah. It was the best one. Okay, good. Cause when, when it was when it was running off, I had that shit on DVD. Oh, like the 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 the, the tiny the miniature killer or the tiny little yeah, the dollhouse killer yeah, yeah, yeah. The tiny little yeah the miniature, dia- yeah diorama thingies. But it's just like the whole idea where they're like, "Yo, man, like uh, now now I need to see all the DNA." It's like you know sometimes like like if something happened to either one of us and it was like in our home, like there's no way that like. It's like our DNA is there. It's like simple things, but then people would be like, "Oh, DNA, right?" Like it's, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if I go to your mom's apartment and something happens, like my DNA is there. It's always there. It doesn't tell you anything. It's more like you just need to find the DNA of someone else and then rule them out. But also, like the DNA labs are so backed up, it's like a whole circle that people don't want to just realize and be like, "Yo, nine times out of ten, probably." Again, I'm gonna be authoritative. Nine times out of ten, it's someone the person knows. So like, calm down. Like, calm down, everybody. It's not the miniature killer. He's not out there. Not That's Hollywood it. right now. Well, and it was funny because they just, it's not funny, okay. it's sad. They just were talking on the news earlier today, too, about the Idaho killer guy. And they oh. found his DNA, and that's how they knew. They're like, we found this motherfucker's DNA, so we knew it was him. Like, I hate that story DNA. so much. Yeah. yeah, and that was a guy that they still figured out because of internet and everything else. Like, this motherfucker was stalking them and shit. <sighs> I digress. Five biggest court cases. OJ. Amy Fisher, Lorraine Bobbitt, the Menendez brothers, mm-hmm. and um. I like how you just pick an arbitrary number. And now you have to fit five. No, because I, no, because like and... I'm torn between a couple different things, but I'm gonna go with it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it in as a court case as a case, the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Because I remember that was a shit show too and we had never like seen that in our yeah. life and it was like a fucking they're like it's not a real court case but it's mm-hmm. like a court case and they're like yo 90s were here fun. it is 90s were wild 90s were a good time and they're like watch this this is riveting court tv and you're like it's, it's not it's nothing fucking going on and, that, and then it just gave birth to like literally court tv and judge shows and everything else good old days of people's court well we've it's said a lot we've yeah. covered a lot I was going to go on to a thing about June and the end of school, but you know, we can just wait to talk about summertime next month. Or we can talk about it on our secret fifth episode, the Saved by the Bell discussion. Bing bong. I'm going to be too busy talking about Saved by the Bell. Bing bong. Bing bong. Let's get into it. So we end all of our episodes on our podcast by doing the same damn thing. We are trying to, uh, it's a race to 10. Whoever can win 10 rounds. You win around by getting three questions right on the random 90s Trivial Pursuit game that you bought me around the Christmas holiday. What a gift. What's the score? The score's not great for me. Okay. What is it? Eight to three. Okay. So I have beat you eight times where I've gotten more questions right than you have. And you have beat me three times. Correct. Okay. Race to 10. I feel like you need to uh, get ready to buy me the 90s trivia. I'm going to ask you a question first. You always ask me first. I need to switch this up. What 16-year-old superstar to be became the youngest player ever to tee off in a PGA tournament in 1992 at the Nissan Los Angeles Open? Eldritch Tiger Woods. Yes, he missed the cut by six shots, but everyone knew he'd be back. Got it. What 3D animated figure rocking out to Hooked on a Feeling went viral in 1996 and became one of the first internet memes? Is it a dancing baby? It is the dancing baby. 
I was gonna be like, I was gonna give you a hint, but I didn't mean to. Um, what computer programming language, which sounds more like a barista's concoction, was invented in 1995? Java script. Java. The development team did not want a techie name, but they loved coffee. I said coffee. What planet are women from? According to the wildly popular 1992 relationship guide by John Gray that spent 121 weeks on the bestseller list. Venus. Yes. A meadow from Mars. Yes. What first man to orbit Earth also became... Can you let me answer the question? Sure. What first man <laughs> to orbit Earth also became the oldest person to fly in space when he blasted off on the space shuttle Discovery in 1998 at age 77? All right, so let me think about this here for a second. Here, let, let me <laughs> let me let me think about this. The first man, the first so it's the first man to orbit Earth. So it's the first guy to go around Earth, right? So it's a person, and it was a man. Okay, and then it's also the the oldest person to go up into space on the Challenger. So I know it wasn't Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. It was the Discovery. Because those guys like like walked on the moon. So I know I know it wasn't them. Um, <laughs> I know it wasn't Cosmo, the Russian cosmonaut dog that went into space. Like I know it wasn't that. Why are you like this? Ah. Uh, Like, I know it wasn't Tom Hanks in Apollo 13. Like, I know it wasn't those guys. Because somebody had already gone before them. Right? Jim Lovell and uh, all those people. I'm going to say... I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say John Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a jerk. Basic trivia. Who's the first man, American man, to orbit John Glenn? Boom. You don't need to say more. Now... I have accumulated three points. A tie gives no one any points. Jen has two. I have three. Jen, you (laughs) need this. There is zero pressure. Who was the first NHL player, could your eyes roll further, to win the Stanley Cup as a player and later as an owner of the same team? Now, I will give you the opportunity to either door A, guess, and then get a second guess, or door B. You can ask three yes or no questions that I am contractually obligated to answer correctly. So do you want two guesses? I'll get two guesses. Okay. Is it Wayne Gretzky? Let's talk this through for a second before you lock in Wayne Gretzky. How many players do you know in hockey that also went on to be an owner of the team? I don't know any hockey owners. Okay. So maybe let's... Before... I'll give you three guesses of people (laughs) or three yes or no questions. And I'm contractually obligated to answer them correctly. 
Because you need this. Like, we, I, like, we're not even half, we're a little, almost halfway through the year, and I'm going to already I don't, win. I don't know anything about hockey. You can do this. Talk this out. So, do you want to take three guesses, or do you want to, three yes or no questions? Oh, now they're yes or no questions. They were always yes or no questions that I have to answer. Is it Mark Messier? What team did Mark Messier own? All of them. He owned my heart in 1994 when the Rangers won, but no, it's not Mark Messier. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I gave you my two guesses. Have you heard of a team called, which coincidentally, they have the coolest color store star jacket. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Pittsburgh Penguins, right? You ever heard of them? Yeah, they're also the cutest sounding team. Okay, do you know who the best player of the Pittsburgh Penguins was in the 90s? Okay. You ever heard of a guy named Mario Lemieux? Oh, yeah! I have heard of Mario Lemieux. Fuck! So, he's a player, and then he gets, like, I believe he gets non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So, he has to retire. That's terrible. And then the team is going to be moved out of Pittsburgh, so then he becomes an owner. But then he also comes back. I, I I don't know if he's an owner and a player at the same time, but... Listen. Mario Lemieux. Hey, all you had to do was I ask. Know. All you had to do was say... Was ask what? What could I have asked that would have gotten me there? I couldn't even... The only two names I could think of were Mark Mezier and Wayne Gretzky. Those are the only two names that were in my brain and Lundquist, right? And that, that's another... That's, that's, that's all I could think different of. Different eras, but yeah, all well, and Rangers, And I know that they right? were different. All Rangers. That's what I... And I was an Islanders fan. This is why it's really bad because I just don't know anything about hockey and I wouldn't have gotten any. If I had three questions I knew nothing about hockey, I would say, is it a team from the Northeast? Yes. So at least you would have narrowed down where you were. I didn't know what team Mario Lemieux was on. It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. I know the name. I know that I'm up 9-3. I know that I'm going to cut a lot of this because I sound like an ass. I know that we are... On the Twitter box at BLC underscore pod. We are on the Instagram and Facebook or Instagram because we don't do the Facebook. What's the Instagram, Jen? Instagram is um, BLC Mixtapes. And we will be back next week to discuss some movies. Some movies. Sleepless in Seattle. I believe that I gave you a rundown last month. If you don't know, now you know, guys, if you're all the way here at the end. What we do for the movies is we give each other a rundown off the top of our head of what we think it is, and then we have to try to uh, debate or pull our position for why we think we should be uh, graded well for what we gave of the feature film. So I did Sleepless in Seattle. I haven't seen it. We're going to watch it. We're also going to watch and talk about Jurassic Park. And Jen, as always, yeah, it was a pleasure doing nostalgic research with you this month. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. You're just in a good mood because you are beating me 9 to 3. Let's go Rangers.